Hello, everyone. Welcome to Small Biz Tips. Guys, I'm here with a legend. This man is killing it. He started killing it since he was in his 20s. So I had to bring him on. Nathan, what's going on, man? Not much, dude. Excited to be here. Thanks for, for having me. Thank you for jumping on. Really appreciate it. So before we jump on everything you've been doing, all the companies that you're running, who is Nathan? Uh, I'm a longtime entrepreneur. I've never had a, a real job. Um, I started an e-commerce business out of my college dorm room selling baby products. If you can imagine me with more hair as a 20-year-old single college guy selling millions of dollars of baby products out of my college frat house, uh, that was me. And and we, uh, yeah, I, we scaled that business. We sold over 25 million from 2008 to 2016. Uh, we did it a lot hiring virtual assistants because college wow. kids were, were super unreliable. Um, and that gave us the idea to start a virtual system marketplace called FreeUp that we launched in 2016. We were mm -hmm. we scaled it to doing about $12 million in yearly revenue by year four. We were acquired at the end, the end of 2019, November 2019. And that's a whole other story uh, we could talk about if you want. But from there, we we launched Outsource School, which teaches people how to hire and, and get great virtual assistants and use our processes. And more recently, two monthly bookkeeping services, uh, Ecom Balance and Accounts Balance, uh, mm. monthly bookkeeping for e-commerce sellers and for online businesses. So oh my uh, yeah, that's a, a little about me. <laughs> you are a machine, man. So wait, let's go back to college because I too had a business in college, but I wasn't selling baby products. How you, how did you even get into that? I mean, you in school, like most of us, we're like, we want to make money. How did you say, okay, I'm going to start selling that? Yeah. So I really started buying and selling textbooks, competing with my oh. school bookstore because uh, they were ripping me off at the end of every semester. So I thought I could sell them online and, and make more money, get more money back. And I created a little referral program and there were uh -huh. lines out the door of, of people trying to, to sell me their books. To the wow. point where I got a, a cease and desist letter from my college telling me to to knock it <laughs> off and, and stop competing with them. So I had this Amazon account that I was selling books on and I couldn't sell books anymore. So I started doing trial and error and, and I thought to myself, hey, I don't have any money to buy inventory. I don't have any place to store inventory. So what if I built relationships with these different manufacturers that would ship products to my customers and I would mark it up and they would keep my credit card on file and, and charge wow. me for whatever I bought. And later I found out that was called drop shipping, but I kind of came up with it before I even knew about it. And oh, through just man. trial and error, uh, we, we got this business up and, and hit the ground running. That's amazing, man. So uh, I want to go a little bit further, right? First, congratulations, because a lot of college students don't do that. They're just, you know, party and drinking and all this other stuff. So <laughs> you went the whole different route. So let's talk more about um, how you were able to grow this thing to what, 25 million? Yeah, I mean, back in the day, it was a combination of really good timing. Like Amazon was just bursting out of the scene and, and doing yeah. more uh, than just books. And I mean, from there, like we learned Amazon, we learned the inside and outs, we hired really great team members and learned how to train them. And I mean, with Amazon, it was a wild, wild west. You could list anything and it would sell at that time. And there wasn't a lot of competition. So I'm not sure how much credit I get outside of just having the initial idea and, and capitalizing on the timing, but um, that was it. And I mean, we kind of saw the writing on the wall that it wasn't going to be something that was going to survive like 20 years, mm -hmm. but at the time it was a, a great cash cow and a, and a great entry into just being an entrepreneur. I love it. So when you end up selling right that business, exit out that business, what'd you do with the money? 
Uh, so I didn't sell the Amazon business. I sold free okay. up. Um, gotcha. And yeah, I, if, we're, if we're talking about free up, I mean, I bought a second house here in Colorado that I live in. And um, yeah, my wife and I became foster parents for for teens Congrats. and we, we got a kid on the way and I didn't go and buy a, a Lambo. That's not my style. I put a lot of money into the S&P 500 and um, just kind of put myself in, put my family in position to have financial and life freedom going forward. And that's really what I'm all about. I don't really... Um, I don't know, like I'm redoing my basement right now. It's, it's stuff like that, that more than just like big flashy things. No, I love it. I love it. I love the fact that you've done so much, but, but, but I like how, because I was looking at your profile, everything you do is kind of connected to e-com a little bit, right? Cause you have free up, which is the VA. I want to talk more about that. And then, then you now have all these additional businesses. So let's go back in terms of free up. I know you sold that one, right? And you kind of, uh, use that money, buy a second house and so forth. Tell us more about that business. How did you get started with that? So we had all these VAs and, and freelancers um, from our Amazon business and they weren't all yeah. full-time. Some of them were even seasonal because it was very, um, you, you do more sales towards the end of the year. And mm -hmm. the, our first few years of running an Amazon business, we didn't really know any other sellers. As far as I knew, I was the only person doing it. And th that obviously wasn't true. But as we grew like conferences came up and Facebook groups of Amazon sellers and courses and gurus and more networking events. And so we got to know all these different Amazon sellers and they had all struggled with hiring just like I had struggled with hiring a few years yeah. before that. And so I started offering my virtual assistants that new e-commerce to these different e-commerce sellers. Mm -hmm. And um, and I just gave them some free hours of VAs and got their feedback. And Connor, my partner and I, we kind of hashed out this idea of free up and it was fun. It was exciting for us because instead of depending on Amazon and Amazon changing their algorithm and, and all yeah. of that, um, we got to launch our own website and learn SEO and learn partnerships and podcasts and create a personal brand, which we never got to do on, on Amazon. So we kind of learned all of that. And I mean, we did some things right by like going on podcasts and creating a good affiliate program and trying to, to get with all these Amazon software companies that were bursting onto the scene and, and doing cross promotions with them. So, I mean, that's really how we, we got it off the ground. I mean, we're all about minimum viable product. We we tried things out with a, a small amount of money and uh, that that was it. We It kind of hit the ground running from there. And I mean, timing always plays a good part of it. Like now there's lots of agencies and service providers and VA companies. Like back then there weren't that many. There was like Upwork and Fiverr and onlinejobs.ph and, and that was it. So uh, timing definitely pays a, a factor as well. I, I love it. Now let's go a bit further, right? You have what, Ecom Balance right now? And you also have another one for agencies, correct? Yeah, uh, agencies and other online businesses, uh, accountsbalance.com, same service, charge you on the first, books by the 15th. But we started getting requests for non-e-commerce businesses that wanted our bookkeeping service. So we spun off a, a second sister company for it. So when you spun off that second sister company, you have this company that you're running. Um, right now, how many VAs you have working for you total? Um, yeah. So, I mean, we have a team of about 15 people, but they're not all VAs. Like we've got a lot of just high level bookkeepers in there. Our free up team was about 30 people. So we haven't really gotten to, to that level yet. And I mean, outdoor school doesn't take that many people to run. We got a four person team there. Um, econ balance is about 15 people total. So that's what our, our team looks like now. Um, keep in mind when I'm talking about the VAs on free up, there were thousands of VAs and freelancers on the marketplace. I'm just talking mm -hmm. about my internal team was 30. Gotcha. People. Okay. So uh, do you also have like a structure where you have an operation manager or how, how in the Philippines or 
where's the most of the VA is at right now? Like, are they all over in Latin America? Like, how, how do you have that structure? We hire a lot from the Philippines. Almost everyone yeah. is in the Philippines. I mean, with our bookkeeping business, we have a U.S. team here um, to go along with the team in the Philippines. But uh, yeah, we love hiring from the Philippines. They have great attitude, great culture, speak English, work time zones, like all that stuff. If you, people check out Outsource School, we actually have a, a free course called uh, Hiring from the Philippines 101. And uh, it kind of teaches you like why why we like it. And I mean, at this point, we've just been doing it so long. We have just have such a great referral network from the Philippines mm -hmm. that there's no real need for us to, to go out and hire from other places. I'll also add that if you're out there and you're hiring people from the first time, um, try to hire from one place. You're adding a lot of work to your plate. If you start hiring people from different countries, different communication, different attitudes, different uh, work styles, and it's way easier to start with one place. And if you're going to start with one place, a good place to hire from is, is the Philippines. No, I love it. Um, with that said, I'm curious to know what has been some of the challenges you've gone through because running from like the e-commerce business to free up to what you have going on now, what has been like some of the challenges you've gone through? What are some of the lessons you've learned that has helped you get to where you are right now? Yeah, I mean, I we've had just like with with success comes a lot of failures. And so mm -hmm. you kind of learn to overcome them. If you go back to my Amazon business, I I was got this business to a good spot. I took my first vacation in a while. I had one manager who was running the whole business, a college kid. I had one supplier who was doing like 90, 95% of my sales. Mm -hmm. And I go on this vacation and I, I kid you not, on the first day of this vacation, I get a call from my manager telling me he was quitting on me and a oh. call from my supplier telling me they were dropping me. And oh then just to top it off, I get a call from my accountant telling me that someone had filed a fake tax return in my name, stole my identity, and that I was going to have to deal with that when I got back. And so wow. I went from this like ultimate high to like, let's start all over again. But I learned a yeah. very valuable lesson about diversification uh, making mm -hmm. sure that I had more than one supplier, that I had different people on my team doing different things. So if they quit, it wasn't that big deal to replace them. And um, and yeah, so there's so many of those. Like with FreeUp, our, our software, someone created a like a hacking system that would create a new signup, a fake new signup every five minutes. And so wow. we had to stop what we were doing and deal with this for days at a time to try to stop it. And you never really know as an entrepreneur what issues and, and problems are, are going to pop up. I, wow, I agree 100% because it's like everybody see the entrepreneur on Instagram and think, you know, life is good and everything is great, but they don't understand all the challenges that comes with it in terms of running a business. Now, I, I want to talk more about those companies you have right now, Ecom Balance and, and the account one where you work with a lot of agencies and also the school. Um, How do you go about really like managing everything because it, it seems to me that that's a lot of work <laughs> uh, i mean the answer is i don't i'm out of the operations of, of most of of the the stuff i mean outsource school we have a great va anna who's a team leader there if anyone goes to outsourceschool.com you can actually book a call with my top va if you want to see what a an a plus va looks like mm. um and, and she's great she manages it all and, and handles everything there and uh with outsource school or with econ balance and accounts balance uh, we have team leaders there and they run operations and I'm not a bookkeeper. I'm not a CPA. So me managing the bookkeepers doesn't make a lot of sense anyway. Um, we help them. We support them. We we help with processes and and making things efficient and, and whatever they need, but they're managing everything. And so we, and same thing with free up, like we had team leaders for customer service, team leaders yeah. for sales, team leaders for recruitment, 
team leaders for bookkeeping. So all that stuff, we, we, we kind of build out early on in the company so that Connor, my partner, and I are removed and we can focus on what, what we're good at, uh, which is hiring people, strategy, marketing, systems, automation, and let the people manage and, and do their job at a really high level and hopefully not micromanage them, which is a whole nother skill set. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. A lot of entrepreneurs are trying to get out their business now, but uh, they're just either having challenges in trusting the people that they're working with. So the fact that you guys were able to do that uh, successfully, I think that's amazing. Which takes me to my next question. I noticed something about you. There's a lot of things that you've done is because of timing, right? So timing with the e-commerce business, timing with free up, timing what you're doing now. What's next? Well, what's next for you? What do you envision in the next three to five years that you want to get, you know, get to? I mean, my our overall goal is to build a portfolio of businesses that help other entrepreneurs and just hold mm -hmm. on to them forever. Um, I don't see us selling other companies, although you'll never, you never know if you get some kind of good offer like that. I mean, but right now we're very focused on, on our, our three ventures, outsource school, econ balance, accounts balance. That's our main focus. And I'm sure we'll start or buy other companies in the future. But I look up to the people that bought FreeUp. They just have this conglomerate of different businesses that they run and um, have people managing and they just keep adding to it and never really subtract. So that's kind of what we're going for as well. I love it. I love it. Building your empire. <laughs> that's it. So um, to kind of wrap things up, right? Uh, we have a lot of entrepreneurs that listen to us. Some of them are just starting their business. Some of them are very seasoned like you and I. What is that one tip, maybe two tip, one for the beginner entrepreneur and one for the seasoned entrepreneur that you would share? Yeah, so I'm a big proponent of minimal viable product. Like I test everything with, with Amazon. We tried a few orders and if we got bad reviews, we would have refunded people. With Outsource School, we launched a course and if people hated it, we just refund them and move on to something else. With Free Up, we gave some people some free hours of VAs and saw if they liked the service. With Econ Balance, we gave people two free months of bookkeeping in exchange uh -huh. for feedback and helping us fix things. So that we always launch things with a small amount of money, completely remote, try them out, get feedback, talk to our market, do market research. And if we see a market and potential, then we add to it and, and build from there. And, and that's kind of mm -hmm. what I like to focus on. And for the, the more venture entrepreneur, I mean, the best advice that I ever got when we went through the sale was to do due diligence on the buyers, just like they were going to do due diligence on us. We wanted to mm -hmm. make sure we were selling it to good people that had good values yeah. that were going to honor their word and, and treat our team well and, and continue to grow the business. And we didn't want to end up in a lawsuit or down the line or arguing with them for years to come. We wanted to sell it, make it a win for everyone and, and move on. And that's what we were able to do. So that's always good advice that I try to uh, give going forward. If you're going through a sale. I love it. Uh, wow. <laughs> uh, again, I want to ask you one last question. You said do due diligence on the buyer. How did you guys do that? Like, was it just, you know, diving to Google or did you do anything else? Did you hire a team? How did that work? No, I mean, the way due diligence worked for us is they would email us over like 30 questions and then we'd respond mm -hmm. with the answer. So we did the same for them. We sent questions right back to them and we want to know everything about them, their success, their failure, how they treat mm -hmm. people, their plans for free up, their net worth. We want to know everything. So it, it kind of went both ways and yeah. I, you want to sell it to, to good people. Um, that's going to make it easier for you. I'd rather make slightly less money and, and have a good deal than make the top dollar and, and have it something that you're just arguing with someone down the line. Mm, I love it. Wow. So thank you again for jumping on. If anybody want to get in touch with you, Nate, and what's the best way if they want to, you know, work with your team, what's the best way that they can reach you guys? 
Yeah, connect with me on LinkedIn, uh, Nathan Hirsch. I post a lot of great content there. And you can go to OutsourceSchool.com, use coupon UPSCALE30 to save 30%. And you can check out AccountsBalance.com, mention this podcast, you get two free months of bookkeeping. Ooh, guys, check it out. Nathan is giving you all some good deals. So thank you again for jumping on, Nathan. Really appreciate you. Yeah, thanks so much for having me.